now entering Hello and welcome back to the Horror Sanctum Podcast and happy Halloween tomorrow. As you can tell, we're all dressed up. John's dressed up. We're just not sure what he is today. Maybe a tourist of some sort. Um, <laughs> but uh, we all wanted to get a little dolled up for this uh, wondrous holiday that we all enjoy. And I don't know about you guys, but whenever I think of Halloween, I think Michael Myers. Um, it just seems to be the natural thing, obviously, since Michael Myers is the star of Halloween movies. Um, so aside from it being Halloween, this is also technically our one year anniversary show. Uh, we've been doing this shit for a year guys. So, uh, thank everybody for listening and for keeping us going, uh, and, and turn this into the fun thing that it's become. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. So, uh, but I digress Halloween last year, our very first episode, we talked about 1978's Halloween. So naturally this year, we're going to go to number two. Uh, with 1981's Halloween 2. Yeah, so Halloween 2. Um, this is kind of the movie. So there's two movies that got me into horror. It's this one and Monster Squad. Uh, Monster Squad was kind of the, the gateway. That was the gateway drug as a kid, running it on VHS, things like that. Um, and then this movie was kind of the real like slasher introduction for me for Michael Myers. So this was the this was the introduction for like a lot of these type of films for me. Um, I actually saw two before I saw Halloween one. So I was probably eight or nine, and I was terrified of hospitals forever after this movie. Uh, didn't want to be near them. I was scared to death of Michael Myers. I was actually scared that Michael Myers was going to come kill me for like two to three years as a kid. No joke. It was like a whole thing. I had a whole phobia about it. So to this day, when I see hospitals, uh, I think of this movie. And I think it's why I have such a fondness for this movie. Um, you know, I I'll go ahead and say out front, this is my favorite of the Halloween franchise. It's not the best. The first one is... The, the first one is the best, of course, but this is my favorite. Absolutely. Um, just everything about this, I love this movie. It's like, it's it's Carpenter's vision, but then, you know, they kind of start to do more of the 80s slasher stuff in it. Um, the Kind of the production of this started out very strange just because originally they wanted Carpenter to come back. He didn't want anything to do with it. He wanted to do more of the Halloween 3 idea, right? So they actually were almost going to hire David Lynch, believe it or not. He was one of the directors lined up. He turned it down. And so they got Rick Rosenthal. <clears throat> so th the interesting thing about this movie is that Rick Rosenthal made the movie. But after it was done, Carpenter watched it, didn't like the finished product, and actually reshot a lot of scenes in the movie. So there's kind of a lot of speculation as to what Carpenter did and didn't shoot as to what he actually, what role he played. But I can tell you that the, the things that they, he has confirmed are um, basically the whole scene where Michael walks in, steals the knife from Mrs. Elrod's house and then walks over and kills the girl, Alice. That was all Carpenter. He did all that to kind of add suspense and you can see it right uh the shot is very carpenter like when he walks into the house uh what is it called the split diopter is what they call it it's a brian de palma technique so when you see him walk in the house and alice is on the phone and you see like the blur blur of him coming in and then when he walks in and steals the knife there's this great shot where he walks in he's got the knife it shows mrs elrod in front looking at the tv and then it shows her husband like asleep um, and that's kind of famous if you've ever watched any of the Palma films like Carrie, things like that. You see those like focus type shots. So that's definitely Carpenter. <clears throat> um, there was a lot in the script that was taken out, too. Uh, there was actually a, a lot of things in there that were taken out. There's multiple versions of this movie. But, you know, I guess and I know TJ's probably going to go into some of this, so I don't want to steal a lot of that from him. But um, 
at the end of the day, I really, really like this movie. Uh, the colors, everything about it. I love the use of like greens and reds. So like when they're in the police cars, you see the green light come in and then like you see when Michael's turning on the corner, you see the red lights. I don't know what that is, why they did so much of that. And it's just a technique they used in the early 80s, especially in this food, this film. You see it in the fog in 1980. Um, the fire stunt at the end of this movie is amazing. Dick Warlock, that's they were talking about um, it's one of the most dangerous fire stunts ever done. And he did, he did burn himself for real doing that. That was all legit. <laughs> Every bit of that. I mean, you watch it now, you can see he's got the puffy gloves when he's walking and stuff. So you can tell, obviously it's a stunt guy and he's wearing a suit, but they just don't do that like that anymore. Right. So that was all done exactly as you would think, right. They blew it up. They did the stunt. He actually got burned. All that was real. Um, the biggest complaints in this movie that a lot of people have are the, well, the the number one is Jamie Lee Curtis's wig, right? So, and I have a feeling that Kellen would notice this. I I don't know why. Like when I was watching this, I was like, I bet Kellen's gonna notice this. Like immediately, uh, she's wearing that awful wig, and the reason being is this was filmed in nineteen. I think it was filmed in eighty and eighty one. And so she was going to do Trading Places, and she'd already cut her hair, so they had to put the wig on her to make her look more like Laurie did in 1978. Well, so, she also I already mean, had short hair from The Fog, too. Right, exactly. Yeah, and The Fog was done just before this movie, so... I did not notice was, the hair. <laughs> you didn't? See, I figured you would notice <laughs> that. Um, and, the, and the other thing, I mean, the hospital itself, watching it again, I noticed how the hospital was very empty. I thought that was odd. I never noticed that till now. I was like, no hospital is this quiet ever anywhere. So I thought that was a little strange. I mean, it adds to the creepiness and the atmosphere, but I thought that was odd. Um, but yeah, I mean, the music in this works, the kills work, the cinematography um, the music is all done by Alan Howarth. So it's basically John Carpenter and Alan Howarth comes in and redoes his tracks and puts more synth and things in the music. So it's really just the first one with his stuff like overlaid on top of it. But yeah, I mean, there's there's so many things you can say about this movie. Um, even the way it looks, the only the only time they've ever recreated the look of the first and the second one was during the flashback sequence of Halloween Kills. So when you watch Halloween Kills at the very beginning, the way they did those neighborhoods was actually really impressive just because that actually, that's, I was, I felt like I was in Haddonfield, right? Like the way they did everything, the hedges, the, the sidewalks, the buildings. I was like, that's really amazing that they were able to do that. in I think it was South Carolina when this was actually all filmed in California, right? Um, one other thing I did want to bring up too is there's a cameo in this movie. You probably all have noticed this. So when they're going to they're going to look at the bodies at the beginning when Annie is on the gurney and you see all the people congregated at the house, there's a news lady talking to someone. She's talking to Dana Carvey. So yeah, the kid who's like talking to the news lady with like the cap. Yeah, that was a cameo from Dana Carvey. That was like his first ever film role. So, yeah. Yeah, it's really, there's a lot of odd Easter eggs in this movie. Um, the one other thing I did want to bring up, and then I'm going to pass it on, is there was actually a deleted scene in the script for this movie that never got filmed. And it's actually, the scene is like this news lady who was there, the one that was kind of like watching everything and she was trying to get a report and she was talking to Dana Carvey. There's a scene where she gets in her car and she's trying to go to Haddonfield Memorial. Well, her car breaks down. So a guy pulls over, tries to help her, and then he starts hitting on her and then he leaves. And so then she goes to her trunk to try to figure out if she's got like a spare or something. And she opens the trunk and Michael pops out and kills her. And it was this whole sequence. And that's how he gets to the hospital was he steals her car and then drives. And then basically when he's walking across the street and runs into the kid with the radio, that was how he got there was from that point. But they decided not to film it. I think it was just like a budget thing. So 
Yeah, I mean, Halloween uh, 2, I love it. I, I really just, I could go on and on about everything about it that's that I enjoy. Um, I know it's not a perfect movie, but I just, it's it's a must for me. It's nostalgic, and it's kind of, it's why I'm talking horror. So, yeah. And and to piggyback on, on what you just said, John, uh, is something I've only somewhat recently noticed. I, I rewatched this last night. I've seen this movie literally probably over 100 times over the years because I've watched it almost as much as, as the original. But talking about that deleted scene, I think it's a little bit of a continuity error, the way that it actually still remains in the film, because you see the the two girls that they're coming from the party and she's the nurse is having to take the other one home they leave right they drive off and then he runs into the the kid with the boom box to figure out that that laurie has been taken to the hospital uh and then he heads to the hospital but when that nurse drives to the hospital you see in the in in the rear view mirror a shot of him in the back seat and that's how he apparently got to the hospital but at what point in time did he meet back up with these <laughs> these nurses or, or this one nurse and her friend that that so so yeah I, I do think something was lost in the mix there i've always thought it was weird it's like he was just walking and they were already gone he wasn't in the car How'd he get into their car? How'd he meet back up with them? She was going like into the next town over or something like out of the way. So that doesn't make any sense, but we'll give it a pass. It was 1981 and they, they had to kind of piece together a lot of stuff by all accounts. Uh, no one, including John Carpenter, liked the script that, that he turned turned in uh, this, the whole reason he got roped into doing this film it wasn't just the cash grab to make up for the only getting paid $10,000, I believe, to direct the original film. Uh, he didn't actually ever want to make a sequel. He wanted to do the anthology thing that they didn't do until three, if they did anything with it. Um, but what happened was uh, some funny business with the original producers, Erwin Yablons, thought uh, that they had locked in a deal to do uh, Carpenter's next two pictures and do the fog with with them. Well, that ended up going to another company, and Erwin Yablons sued uh, because they had already had like a some kind of a, a an agreement, uh, a deal memo or something had already been worked out. Uh, so. Part of the settlement of that lawsuit was, okay, that other company, I forget what, I think it was MGM, ended up having uh, the fog to, to put out. And then part of the deal was he had to at least be involved as a producer and writer for uh, the sequel. Uh, so he and Deborah Hill got got wrangled in and they they literally <laughs> had they didn't have a choice it was part of the the settlement of this big lawsuit so uh he's often said john carpenter has often said that it just took a whole lot of six packs of beer to kind of get through it <laughs> and that he still hated it once he did turn it in erwin yablons apparently thought it was a very pedestrian script because they were writing to the conventions of a genre that had happened in the three years since the, the first Halloween. It was the early 80s, just the beginning of the slasher boom, right? There'd been two Friday 13ths come out. Friday 13th, uh, Sean Cunningham has, has famously said, the whole reason I made Friday 13th was to cash in on the success of Halloween. I wanted to figure out a, a, another spooky holiday. What's the only other one I can figure out? friday the 13th so i gotta have a i gotta have a killer killing kids you know they didn't Easter's even know kind of a creepy holiday it is a creepy holiday we got zombies um, and bunnies give you eggs and stuff there's zombies in your easter he's talking zombies. about jesus oh <laughs> the undead i got you i got i mean yeah that is interesting uh zombie jesus that's, that's a good costume. John could pull that off. 
keep growing the hair a little bit zombie jesus um but yeah so i've jesus jesus or leto (laughs) uh, i have always loved this uh film i've always watched it i watched it back to back Uh, i think the first time i watched it was when we first got cable when i was like 11 in middle school and uh it used to come on back to back all the time on usa network not just in spooky season like just all year round it would and they would almost always play them back to back so i just thought of it as like a one part two part one long three-hour movie basically and every halloween uh for years i'd watch them back to back and I really think the continuity of creating, I, I, I call it to, to this day, the perfect horror sequel, because it's the only one that has the same look, even though a little bit of the vibe is, has changed. It has the same look, has the same feel, picks up the exact second uh, from like, like the old serials used to do from where the first one leaves off. And that's why I think it's the perfect horror sequel. I don't think there's ever been another one that, that tops it uh i i owe so much of that i i think to dean cundy the wonderful director of photography that did the original halloween and and most of john carpenter's early uh work in the late 70s and early 80s uh dean cundy had 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 a, a verbal agreement with carpenter to to do the sequel and in fact in the in the time between that that deal uh he got offered to be the dp on uh steven spielberg's production uh that toby hooper directed poltergeist in 1982 um and so he had to actually give up uh because he he felt he felt that halloween kind of helped put him and his career on the map and he felt an obligation to john carpenter so he had to say no to uh, doing the dp work for poltergeist to do Halloween too. So uh, I I think if any other DP were probably doing it, you wouldn't have that same continuity, the same kind of that, that only exists in like early uh, Carpenter work, like Escape from New York and the first two Halloweens. It's, it's that kind of dark, but it's blue. It's like, it's always dark, but with a blue tint. Um, and I, I just, that's why a lot of people think that the first Michael Myers jumpsuit was blue was the blue tinting. Mm. But if you actually research it, it's like a grayish green. Like they have the specific one, but yeah, a lot of, and, and it ended up transitioning to blue, but yeah, that, that blue tint that you're talking about is why a lot of people, you know, gravitate, gravitate towards that blue jumpsuit. Yeah. Well, that's, that's why I got the blue jumpsuit. Right. And, and it's, it's probably just the blue gel that they put on the lens and it just kind of gives everything this almost kind of dreamlike quality. It's like, it's not quite reality because real darkness doesn't photograph that well and look that bright. Right. But, uh, and I think that they made a lot of interesting choices with the hospital set. Apparently by all accounts, it was a terrible set to film on because they were very close to an airport and in the direct flight path. So they could only have maybe 10 minutes at a time, sometimes not even one minute in between planes. Uh, so it was very difficult on the actors on that set because uh, they would just be sitting around waiting for clear air to, to get a, a takeoff. And of course they're filming on film. So that's a whole set up it's not as easy as digital now where you can just go and just keep it running all the time um i i love this film i i won't say the blasphemous thing that john said that it's better than the original but uh no i didn't say it was i didn't didn't say it was better i said i liked it more okay that's fair we we shamed him out of that direction real fast (laughs) (laughs) that's fair uh i mean i I like it just a just a half notch below below the original. Uh and you know, as a as a young kid, I loved the extra slasher deaths. And actually that's one of the things that John Carpenter come on and helped kind of punch up was some of those um uh, kills. I think the eyeball death w- with the the nurse 
was one of the ones that he he filmed. There there were several things uh, where they just really accented those kill shots to to make it more for the slasher audience that that was already around by that point. But yeah, I think it's a great sequel. Uh, it was great that they could get Donald Pleasance back, uh, who really sells it. I I think Jamie Lee Curtis's wig should have got billing because it <laughs> it outperforms her and then some of the scenes. Uh, she's mostly catatonic or just stumbling around through 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 the film. I mean, her performance is much better in the first film. Uh, this this is mostly Michael Myers just killing a bunch of random people in a hospital and then you kind of get that last 20 minutes of the cat and mouse thing which i still think is is classic uh, the mask that i have is the halloween 2 mask because i always liked that it was technically the same mask they used in the first film and they uh, deborah hill just had it under her bed i think for a couple of years and gave it to dick warlock uh talking about that fire fire stunt that that john was talking about he actually the uh the burn suit had zip up sleeves and he got like second degree burns on both of his arms because the zippers got so hot on the burn suit which i don't think they make them that way anymore uh that it like burned into his flesh so uh very impressive stunt um that this is where they supposedly definitively and this was John Carpenter's purpose, killed off Michael Myers forever. It's like, okay, you shot his eyeballs out with a with a revolver at point blank range that's probably just hanging around in his brain or had a massive exit wound or something. And then you burn him up and then you watch him burn. Like, how does that come back? But of course, Mustafa Akkad, what, seven years later brought him brought him back and then he just has just a little bit of burn on the hand kind of like loomis coming back with that fried egg on his face but you know ip is is the ultimate winner uh in in any franchise so i'll pass it to the next guy yeah so um didn't like it not a big fan <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and, and just rain on everybody real quick um you'd seen yeah, it before okay. though it's it's been a long time, but probably when I was ten, eleven, maybe. Um, and you know the nostalgia of it, you know, because like it, it fits with the the first movie. I, I look at it as as basically just one giant film, kind of like we've talked about before with Kill Bill. I mean, this is the same night. Um, it's not any time in the future. It's a continuation of the first film. Um, but I'll get to why I didn't like it in <laughs> just a minute. I have some notes that I took while watching it this time. Um, Loomis says a line in the movie early on and I loved the line because it just it speaks to what Michael Myers is he is death um, when he's running around trying to figure out where he may have gone and the guy's like you know what's going on are you serious I've been trick-or-treated to death and Loomis says you don't know what death is and that's such a such a powerful line to be talking about the you know quote-unquote villain of your movie um the first kill in the movie is hysterical. <laughs> he takes that knife from the old lady. He goes, that other teen girl's there. And then Michael Myers literally is like, surprise, bitch. <laughs> and it shows his eyes. He's like, like, I keep remember, keep thinking of that gopher meme where the boom, boom, boom. Like that's, I, I could hear that music in my head when Michael Myers pops up and kills this girl. And I couldn't help but literally laugh out loud. At just how um, almost absurd it was, you know. Most of the time, he's stalking. He's he surprises people in a more subtle way, but this one, he was just like, "Gotcha." <laughs> so, I did enjoy. I did enjoy that. Probably not supposed to laugh at somebody getting killed um, in such a typically uh, tense movie, but yeah, I, it kind of took me out for a second. <laughs> I had to pause and and regroup. Um, Another thing I noticed, and, and it happens in the newer Halloween movies, Haddonfield is always ready to riot. <laughs> it was the same night that he's killed all these people, that a group of people have shown up at the house and they're throwing rocks at it and I'm ready to get pitchforks and, 
and and torches and just you know go on a rampage trying to find this guy so i thought that was funny as well they haven't even had time to process what's going on but they're they've already you know lined up ready to to you know roam the streets basically and how Um, long is this night it's like that's one thing that's like it's like 7 p.m to but i mean it's like 12 hours of night constantly like yeah maybe the blue filter got stuck on the camera and they're just like eh. (laughs) um another thing that 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 got me and i guess it's it's the adult in me you know you don't question things like this as a kid but as an adult and living in the world that we live in um maybe don't question the psych doctor who shows up and his chosen treatment for his escaped patient is a revolver. Maybe we stop questioning just how dangerous this guy might be when the psych doctor's just like, all right, going to go take care of my patient. <laughs> Everybody questions him. Every, the police are, I'm getting tired of you bossing me around. No, no you, you tell me where to point because <laughs> we're all going in guns blazing. If the doctor that's been treating him for 15 years thinks that's the only solution. Um, the scene in the quote unquote hot tub in the hospital. Um, I don't know how familiar familiar you are with um, whirlpools in hospitals, um, but they're typically for treatments. Um, a lot of times it's for patients with wounds. So them going in there to try and get frisky, ooh, gross. <laughs> That was so. I don't know, that was probably, covered in scabs. Ugh. I was just like, "What are y'all doing?" The nurse should know what's been in that water. <laughs> so, and and conversely, you know, they talk about um, you know worst ways to die, and usually at the top of the list is drowning and burning alive. So, kudos to Michael to look at that situation and be like, "Hey, why not both at the same time?" As he's basically scalding this woman and drowning her at the same time. Uh, which is just an absolute brutal way to kill somebody. Um, To what John said earlier, I noticed the same thing about the hospital and I noticed it the first time I saw it years ago and it's always stuck in my mind. There's like what, 12 staff members. It's a three story hospital. Were they on diversion? You can't say, Oh, it's a small town. They just didn't have a lot of pay. You don't build a three story hospital unless you have enough patients to fill a three story hospital. And yet every floor seems empty except for the charge nurse or the one nurse on the floor. Um, so that was, that, that kind of takes me out of it as well. The whole hospital, is it's like they, they're, I don't know, the generators are out and they're trying to conserve power. So they've got the lights off literally everywhere. And I don't know if you've been in a hospital in the United States in the past 30 years, but it's never, ever that dark. And yet um, the newborn baby section was totally full. <laughs> I mean, where are the, where are the parents? Where are the other patients? Where's literally anybody? They had one security guard for that entire hospital and he absolutely wasn't up. I mean, (laughs) I just, that again, it's just another, and that's not even necessarily nitpicking. I think obviously it's a choice, you know, we talked about before wanting the the feeling of seclusion um, really kind of, you know, makes the scene all that more tense, all that more terrifying. Um, but it's just hard for me to to believe that Michael's roaming this hospital willy nilly, and not one person's like, uh, "Who's that?" <laughs> and also, like, the lights aren't on there. most of the time in the hospital. Yeah, the whole hospital's dark. Even the outside, there's no hardly any lights in the parking lot. I mean, are they just treating patients, you know, with the best of intentions, but have no idea what they're doing because they can't see anything that comes in? You know, deputy shows up with a gunshot wound they're just gonna be like i'm just gonna poke around until he says ow because they're not gonna be able to see it um so that's all nitpicking um to some degree but ultimately my problem with the whole movie and i think maybe it has something to do with what y'all talked about maybe carpenter didn't want to do it so he just powered through it and made the movie um to the point to where he you know obviously didn't really want to have to make another one so you know put what 12 bullets in Michael's chest two in his eyes and then exploded him. And like you said, it ends with the camera showing him burning alive or burning to death. Um, But the pacing's just not great. It's not the same as the first one. It doesn't feel as fluid. It feels almost more like jump cuts to different sections or, or almost like an anthology of murders that they've pieced together until you get to the chase scene at the end. 
Um, which is another thing. Lori can't scream until they're just out of shot. She help me. <laughs> and then she screams as soon as the door shuts. And she screamed super loud. I feel like they still would have heard something. <laughs> Um, John pointed it out in an earlier episode. It's just absurd when um, Michael Myers breaks through the door. <laughs> just robotic, like, I mean, it, I don't know why they didn't have him like punch the glass or stab at the glass. Um, when he lifts the girl with the um, exacto knife, like, I mean, come on. I get that you're trying to show that he's almost supernatural, but I mean, that thing would have, if nothing else, she would have slid down it. She wouldn't have been lifted up or he would have just cut right through her um so i just yeah i feel like i feel like maybe this was rushed a little bit maybe it was just thrown together it doesn't have the same nostalgia it doesn't have the same feel there's just parts of it that just miss for me um the the opening probably 10 minutes great the last 20 minutes great all that middle stuff just feels like they were just trying to make a movie um I, I literally looked at the time of the film and was like, okay, I'm glad this is only an hour and a half. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's where I'm at with this film. Sorry, um, John, I know this is your favorite, um, but I'm not here to make friends. <laughs> so with that, Jay, I'll let you close it out. And tell us what you thought. <laughs> well, before we get to me, we have a special guest that's going to put in their two cents. Uh, you actually fought him in a movie a couple of years back, Kellen. Fought him? You fought him. You're Freddy Krueger, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Jason Voorhees. Hey, another thing. <laughs> oh. He said it. Oh, he boy. said it. Oh boys. Why did you why did you let me have such a hot take right before Vito comes on? That was the plan. That was hey the plan. Dog. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> now everything you say might be factual, sir. You might be breaking it down like why the lights off and this and that and why is this going over there? And why is Ben Schramer acting like a dumbass across the street? I don't know. You may have said that. You may have not have said that, but guess what, baby? I don't give a shit. I love this movie. I mean, I love this movie. I mean, it's okay ooh, to like it. Hey, baby. Everyone's got to eat, all right? I don't care. One man's trash is another man's bon appetit, baby. Bon appetit. All right? That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. I love it. You know why I love it? Too much, too much Halloween too in my ear right now. I'm saying, right now, I got to tell you, right now, it's everything more that I love about Halloween. We get more Loomis. We get more Michael. We get more atmosphere. Even though it's not exactly the same, we get more of it. So if you really love Halloween 1, you just love Halloween 2. Even like it a little bit. You can just like it. You can accept it. You can move on. It's a, it's, it's, it's a nice little epilogue to this big old masterpiece that it is. I love it. I love it. But everything that you're saying is factual. It's correct. But you can love a thing and accept it for its flaws and still love it. I accept those flaws and I love it. So That's why we have him on the show still. Because we love him despite all his flaws. <laughs> uh, yeah. I wish my parents were like that. No, <laughs> don't we all Vito Trigo everybody with his take uh, which was against Kellens which was planned uh, <laughs> he calls you, you know know the what it. you call him Vito did you not the... see me did you not see me like just waiting there in the mask this whole time no you're not even see. on my screen I had no idea <laughs> oh, I was just there in the mask I was just there in the mask this whole time when he, when he invited me in I was just like I'm just gonna stay in the mask so I was like I was like I don't know how this looks it's just like Oh, hello. It may, hey, hey, it, it fits. Freddy versus Jason. I'm here for it. There it you go. Wait, that wasn't planned at all. That wasn't. <laughs> I was just like, he said costumes, and I was like, nerds. And I was like, oh, I got it. <laughs> and I said, duh, we wait, are nerds. Wait, Vito wait, calls wait, you wait, killing wait, wait, the uh, smiling face assassin because you give like assassin. bad reviews on movies, but you smile the entire time. <laughs> like, if you're on mute, if you're on mute, I'd be like, oh man, he loves this movie. Let me, let me take it off mute. I was like, this is the biggest garbage, garbage ever. It's garbage. It's just garbage. I can't believe it. It's garbage. Who made this? Who put it out there? They let it on fire and they took a shit on it too. It's garbage. That's what that's what happens. So smiley that's face assassin, funny. baby. Can't tell right, what so, you're gonna do. I was like, <laughs> I uh so me, 
on um Vito, thank you. If you want to stay till the end, you're more than welcome. If you got to go. Oh, sure. I'm here. Why not? You got it. Um, I still have the nostalgia for it. Um, but like I said, like we said, it's it's one long movie. And I love when they're connected like that. I also love uh, when it's kind of like single location movies uh, with it being all in the hospital, despite its obvious flaws, as Kellen pointed out, as a nurse who's going to point that out. You just kind of have to accept it for what it is like everything else. Like I love killer clowns from outer space, but I don't expect them to come down anytime soon and turn me into cotton candy. It's just one of those things where like, yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's Halloween. It's going to be busy, but it's still fun. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. Um, but again, it is that, that nostalgia. I honestly haven't watched it in probably five years. Like I, I just haven't revisited it and I'm glad I did. Cause it is, it is a fun movie. It is very atmospheric. So um, we'll go around with everybody, give our favorite kills and our five star rating. Uh, and then we have a special judge for our costume contest coming up that John did not participate in. <laughs> so um, I'll just go ahead and go. I gave it a three and a half. Um, I know we did a Halloween almost a year ago. It's God tier. It's five. Uh, for two, I gave it three and a half. Um, I don't really have a reason why. I, I almost changed it to three while everybody was talking, but I went back to my original three and a half. So what about you, John? So I will say the first thing, um, everybody loves Nick Castle. I love Nick Castle, but I really think Dick Warlock made this real special. Just everything he does, the slow walk. I know Deborah Hill didn't like it, but everything that he does in this movie is very methodical, is very slow, is very robotic. I mean, to this day, I have memories of thinking about him chasing her to the elevator and then the outside scene where she's in the car and uh, what's his name? Um, hits the horn, Lance Gass, his head hits the horn and it's honking. I remember getting Jimmy. so, Jimmy, I remember getting so anxious as a kid about that. So it's, it's, it's hard for me. Um, because I do have nostalgia for this movie. It's it, I wonder how I would feel now if I watched it as a 38-year-old never seeing it. That being said, um, we're doing ratings or kills right now. Well, I, I, I glossed right over my kill, but we can do both. My kill was the very first one where they thought they got Michael Myers. The police car comes crashing into him, and then he bursts into flames. That's that's probably mine. So yeah, go ahead and do that. Both. Reminds me real quick. That scene makes me think that Michael Myers' entire outfit was a Halloween costume anyway. Like there just happens to be a random kid wearing the same mask and the same jumpsuit. Like so, did Michael Myers just well, he had the on hair. a Halloween costume? The hair was different. The hair was <laughs> the hair's blonde. Like the hair was different. The hair was blonde. Well, he's well, they stole a jumpsuit it. with a white face mask. The hair was blonde. Well, they <laughs> stole it from at, the. He got his at Fred's, and Michael got his at Target. <laughs> well, they stole it from the heart. Well, wait, 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 here's something for you. Maybe Ben saw Michael roaming around. And was like, "Yo, that's a great outfit." I go, "They're similar." I was that dude was scary. I want to be scary too. Ben, you know, Ben was just you know copying the random scary dude he saw on the street. There you go. Who references well, Fred's? You can get it at Fred's or Target. <laughs> Who says Fred's or Target? I'm sorry for the millennial and older generation. Wish.com oh. versus Amazon. Is that better? <laughs> well, they stole it from the hardware store. That's where he broke into it in the first one. So if this is a continuation, yeah. you could assume it's a lot of these. They got the jumpsuit from around, a right? mechanic. The, the, the jumpsuit could be the, the thing. Jumpsuit. That, that you, the jumpsuit you have a, a point with, but the mask, you know. I would say, though, favorite kill for me is probably the nurse. I think her name is Janet when she's getting boiled alive that was great um one other thing i wanted to bring up for my rating is the last thing is if you notice the scene where laurie is like comatose and she's sitting there and she's like looking up and they're like trying to wake her up okay that doesn't make any sense because they cut the scene where the doctor double doses her so the doctor who was drunk accidentally double doses her, and that's why she was like that. So they cut that scene, just in case you're wondering why that's randomly happening. Anyway, my rating, Halloween 1 was 4.5 out of 5, so I'm going to say 4.5 out of 5. I love it. Wow. I'm not going to rate it higher than Halloween 1, but yeah, 4.5 out of 5. All right, TJ, kill rating. 
Uh, well, my favorite kill, I think, is the the stabbing the nurse <laughs> and the eyeball. <laughs> However, the thing that makes me cringe the most since I hate getting blood work done or anything in the fold of my arm is those those close up shots of giving giving the the meds to to Lori when she first comes into the ER that ugh, I always look away at those. It just creeps me out. But uh, I love it. It's not quite as good as the first. So I'll give it a. Hmm. It's between four and four point five, but I'm feeling good, so four point five. All right, let's uh, let's bring that down a little bit, Kellen. <laughs> um, yeah. So favorite kill I already talked about. It's the first one, just where Michael just pops up <laughs> and just surprise stabs a girl. Um, I did. I did. I will say the kills in this are top tier some of them the the drowning in the hot tub the girl that he bleed bleed the nurse that he bleeds to death um that's such a great visual the hammer uh, to the head too is pretty pretty solid. yeah yeah very brutal um i guess because of my love of rocky horror picture show every time the guy kept saying janet Jan- i kept i was hoping he would say damn it janet <laughs> um but it never happened but yeah my favorite kill is that one just because the first one just because it's so absurd um it, even though it doesn't mean to be um as far as ratings i'm not going to be far off from jay because it is still watchable um it doesn't have the same watchability as the first one it doesn't have the same watchability as h2o um it probably doesn't have the same watchability as resurrection if we're being honest if we're being <laughs> there's the faces there they are there they... <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding resurrection's hot garbage i agree with everybody's opinion on that <laughs> so, also directed um, by Rick Rosenthal. Ooh, good one, good one. Um, yeah. So my rating, I, I, I'm going to give it a three. It has its moments. It's just such a flawed film. All right, Vito, rating kill. Well, this is going to be strange because we're on the different spectrums here. But I'm giving it a three. But I love it. Like I said, I accept it for all of its flaws, but I I love it. So I can't deny certain things. And favorite kill would be Michael, because he got his ass blown up. That, <laughs> Props to the stunt man for walking on fire like he did. <laughs> All right, so yeah. that gives us a three point seven. We round up. We're going to call it a four. Uh, the best part you couldn't see if you're watching this is John's eyes when Kellen said <laughs> resurrection. <laughs> and there was so, delayed. It, he was he wasn't even he was just like in his own world, and all of a sudden, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was hilarious. Uh, all right, so that's a wrap on this episode. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, to wherever you're listening to us now. Uh, if you have Amazon, I made a playlist with songs and artists from the shows. Uh, and come back uh, next week when we discuss 2023, uh, A24's Australian horror hit, Talk to Me. Um, I'll have to watch that one again. But uh, before we sign off completely, we have another special guest with us here to judge our costume contest. Mr. Jaron Williams, who you remember from our Barbarian episode. Hi, folks. Hey, bud. Thanks for taking a second uh, away from work to come chat with us. Uh, No problem. So it's going to I'm kind of upset that you guys discuss Hollywood. What is it? Go ahead. (laughs) I was going to say, as you see, only four of us have dressed up, so it's going to be an easy task for you. but, but, But finish that thought. I said I was going to say I'm upset that you guys discuss Halloween 2 without me, but we're not going to delve back into that. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to let this go because I thought that I said that I love that movie, but we're, we'll, we'll, we'll let it go. We'll let it go. I, just need, I need just, a Jaren uh, list. I need a Jaren list of movies. If we talk about them, you want to be there. OK, well, you know, I'm a lover of Salem's Lot. Big time, big time. Which one? Strangers. Uh, the the very first one, the very first uh, the the oh. the TV adaptation, the, the old the school first one. one, yeah, yeah, oh, okay, the old school one, old school, and looking to see what's coming up with this one, this new one that's supposed to be coming out whenever that's going to come out. So yeah, big Salem's Lot fan. Um, I got have y'all done right. Strangers? Return to Salem. We haven't done the Strangers yet, no. And that's about to get rebooted Wait. too. Hold up, was that TJ? What? Who's that? 
What the, okay, all right. I thought you didn't have a costume for a moment. Oh, you just couldn't breathe. That's what was going on. We need you to breathe. All right. Yeah, you said you did Strangers or you didn't? No, no, we haven't yet. Okay, all right. Well, that would be nice. But I won't hold you guys up. I know I just hopped on here to judge, so. All right. Hmm. Do I get a good look at everybody real quick? Are you trying to fish for the win, Jay? Me? Everybody say, everybody say hello. 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 Hello, Clarice. And then, and then me, who's obviously the best. <laughs> and so humble. So very humble. Stop, stop. Okay. All right. Drum roll. All right. Screw the drum roll. I'm giving it to Kellen because... I have a soft spot in my heart for Freddie. Not wow. just because of that, it's because he made the effort at a, at a sunburnt face. <laughs> he was he was late to us Not recording so this because of that face. For that face? How that late face. were you? About five minutes late for the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Five, five sounds right. Okay. I also, right. I also, just so you know, I made this shirt recently and I haven't had to finish it yet. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> no strike. No disqualified. Disqualified. You look like you all just half, got run over by a golf cart. <laughs> Freddie in the front, Fred in the back. All right, Jaren. <laughs> th th thank you so much, Jaren. Uh, and happy, happy Halloween from all of us here at the Sanctum and from all happy our guests. Vito, Jaren, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, and thank everybody for listening, for making this uh, a fun experience for all of us. Whenever you start a podcast, it's kind of 50 50. Like, is it going to be fun? Is it going to stay fun? And this one has stayed a lot of fun for all of us. So we greatly appreciate it. Uh, so signing off, happy Halloween. I'm Jay with John, Kellen, TJ, Jaron, and Vito Trigo. And until next time. Keep it spooky. <laughs>
Yeah, um, I mean, I'm sure she has like some little things here and there, but all right. So Vito, uh, November second, if you want to join us for that one, sure, we'll be good. Um, I didn't like it. Spoilers. I didn't. <laughs> I th- my problem was the hype, but we'll talk about it on that episode because I'm sure we'll get into it. Mine, uh, mine was the hype. Th- I, I had no hype into it. My wife had to, to to like twist my arm to watch it. She was like, "Come on!" I was like, "I don't want to want talk to me." Nah, just twist my arm. Good. So. That should be an interesting episode then. All right, I'm gonna go yeah. eat dinner. Uh, if you're still sticking around with us, we appreciate it. This is our new little segment, post mortem, where we just keep talking after. I think it's probably one of Vito's suggestions when he when he was on because we always tend to talk when we're done, and when, sometimes there's some good shit in there, little choice nugs. So. There's one more thing. Uh, Dick Warlock at the end of the movie, H2, just for anyone watching, if you have a uh, 4K Blu-ray, when she, Lori shoots him in the eyes, I never noticed this. When he's bleeding, you can actually see him closing his eyes and you can see the blood coming out of the top of the mask. So it's oh, like wow. obvious that it's the yeah. way they did it. If you have the Blu-ray, you can see it if you zoom in. But anyway. Yeah. Also, I've never book. thought of the name Dick Warlock, but it's kind of like that was my that was actually wizard. my nickname in high school. It was weird. I don't know how yeah. I got that name. Penis wizard. Wait, was, <laughs> was, was Dick Warlock the one who who also played Jason? Which one? Which which? You know, I, I thought there was Mm-mm. one that also played Jason. Like he he's had that done a lot of stuff. I don't know if he's done a Jason or not though. Yeah, Mm-mm. we'll have to oh. we'll have to look at that up. But all right, I'm gonna go eat some dinner. Oh. Vito, thank you. Happy Halloween. Yeah. Pleasure as always. Happy. <laughs> Uh, we'll Later, see y'all. every. We'll see you guys. I don't even know when we come back. That worked out so good, though. I guess the nineteenth. Nineteenth, like so. yeah. And that's still, a spoiler alert. Funny. The writer of the Becky movies is going to be that one. If you're still here, so. All right. See you guys. All right. Peace. See you, Vito. See you guys. See ya. Bye.